everybody. Welcome to the Forking Around Town podcast. Once again, this is your host, Tracy. If you guys are just tuning in for the first time, you can always find every episode on youtube.com. My channel name is Forking Around Town. And of course, you can find this podcast on all uh, podcast platforms. So today, you guys, I have a really interesting topic that I've been anxious to really discuss with everybody. And this has also been it's something that I've been really working on. But before I get into that, I wanted to give you guys a little bit of a recap of the event that I was at this past weekend. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I had Tammy Gale on, who is the founder of Saver St. Pete. So this past weekend was that event. And then I also had Chef Rosanna and Chef Ricardo were on last week as well. And I got to see them in action over the weekend and it was great. So Saver St. Pete was fantastic. I made some wonderful connections with different brands. And this event was a little bit different for me this year because I changed my approach to going to events. And one of the things that I have been working on as far as, you know, in addition to my health and wellness journey, something that I have struggled with for a long time is just being present at the moment. Now, I've never been diagnosed with it, but I'm pretty sure I have it. And it is on my list before the end of the year to actually go find out. But I really think I have ADD. Ever since I was a kid, I've I've struggled. Um, I always did very well in school, never had an issue with that. But I would get very bored in class. And half the time, I wouldn't be paying attention. But I always managed to get, you know, pretty much straight A's for the majority of my time in school. As I've gotten older, I have struggled with it more and more. If I'm working on something and it doesn't really pique my interest, I find myself drifting off in my head and moving on to something else. And a lot of times it's very challenging for me to complete a task because I get distracted by so many things. A couple of months ago, I was, you know, after losing weight and things like that, I had to really go through and clean out my closet. So I spent should have only taken me an hour, probably took me six hours just going through everything because I kept getting distracted. I would be finding things that I would start looking at. And it, it just, it's been a struggle for me for a lot of my life. And I made a commitment to myself that I really want to work on focusing more and really trying to always be present in the moment. And it really is a game changer. So with this event, I really wanted to practice that. And I know that sounds silly. You think, how do you practice being present at an event? Well, you would be amazed. In the past, when I've gone to any type of event, I tend to get very overwhelmed. I feel like there's so much stuff going on. I don't know where to put my attention or where to focus. And I don't always get the most out of things because I'm struggling with just focusing on what I'm doing at that moment. So as I mentioned When I was talking to Tammy, this was going to be one of those events where, of course, I'm not drinking, but I wanted to really focus on what I was trying to get out of it. In the past, I would go to these events. I would just be so overwhelmed by all the food and drink. I was just consuming and consuming without really thinking. So by the end of the event, I have no idea where people's business cards are. I'm full. I am would probably be buzzed. And I just didn't really get the most out of that event. So for this year, I had a couple of goals in mind. I wanted to really connect with each and every vendor. And I wanted to try to create relationships with them to work with them in the future. So if any of you are, you know, social media influencers or maybe you work on certain projects at your company 
this really is something very important for you to practice. So here's the thing. I've been doing a lot of reading and studying lately of ways that I can improve with what I'm trying to do with my brand. I've said this so many times and I always bring it up, but right before I lost my Instagram account, I was actually at a point where I was starting to make money on collaborations. And then of course, when I had to start over, I knew it was going to be a long time before I could get to that point again. And things have changed so much. And one of the biggest things that you have to be aware of is if you're looking to work with a brand, why would they want to work with you? Followers and everything are important, but there are some other key elements that you really need to make sure that you are addressing with them. So one of the things I've been doing is if I find a company, let's say, I don't know, we'll just make up a name. Um, it's called like Rainbow Tea. Let's say I want to work with Rainbow Tea. I love their product. I drink it all the time. I might reach out to them and I don't hear anything back. Well, companies get bombarded by so many requests Yeah, they might look at your account and think, okay, yeah, maybe we'll work with her. But what is going to make you really stand out? And for me, it's showing them why they should work with you. So here's an example. There is a company that, um, and I'm going to, I'm so sorry. I have to look at my phone for their name because I always mess it up. But it's called Loacker, L-O-A-C-K-E-R. They are an Italian company and they actually produce wafer cookies. They have vanilla, chocolate, and hazelnut. They're absolutely delicious. I had actually never heard of this brand before. And I met them at Savor St. Pete. I love their cookies. I kept going back to their booth. So when I went to their Instagram account, I really love the way it looks. I mean, just their style and everything. So then it got me thinking, if I want to reach out and work with them, what am I going to bring to the table? Why would they want to work with me? you know, in comparison to everyone else who's probably approaching them. So I started this new little way of doing things. And so far in the last three days, it has been working miracles. If I want to work with a brand, I really study their content. I look at their style and then I think, okay, what can I create that's going to fit in with them and make them say, I want to work with her. So I put together a proposal for them. I showcased samples of their content and what my ideas were. I showed colors that I would be using and kind of gave them a really nice idea of what my collaboration with them would be like. And They loved it. I already heard back from someone and they wrote back to me and said, we would love to work with you. This lady's actually going to get back to me um, the week of the 20th when she's back in the office. And I'm going to actually have a nice brand deal with them. And it's very exciting to me. So that is just one example of me taking the time and being present and really understanding what I'm trying to get out of something and how I'm going to move forward. So My biggest goal for this event was to really get to know all of the different vendors. I brought cards with me. I always forget to do that, but this time I made sure to do that. And I already kind of had a list of all the vendors that I wanted to work with. I went up to each person. I looked them in the eye. I shook their hands. I gave them my card. Now, there's a lot of people there, so I know they're probably not going to remember everything that we discussed. But I sent an email following up with every single person that I made contact with at this event. And I think I sent out so far about 15 emails and I've already received seven replies. I did get a couple of out of the office responses, which is, you know, understandable because a lot of them were traveling and live in other states or even other countries that were just here in town for this event. 
So this has really been very beneficial to me. And this is what I'm working on each and every day. As far as being present, and this is what I really want to talk about today. I think that for a lot of my life, I am very easily distracted. I'll be sitting on a work call, for example, and instead of really focusing on what the presentation is, I'll find my mind drifting into a hundred different areas, thinking about, I got to get this done by tomorrow. I need to do this. And then after the call is over, I realize that, wait a minute, what, what did I get out of this? And it's not an easy habit for me to break. It really does take a lot of discipline, but I'm coming, I'm coming along. And I started doing a couple tips that I wanted to share with you guys if any of you are struggling with this. Now, the number one, at least in my eyes and to a lot of people I've talked to, the number one biggest distraction are our cell phones. I always have my phone on me. I'll be working on something. I start getting caught up in notifications. Oh, somebody likes something on Instagram or I just got an email or someone's texting me. And that is one of the dangerous things with having a phone. I find myself constantly looking at it. I get obsessive. I'll have my Instagram on all day and I'm just always looking at it. So I started putting my phone on do not disturb. And I am telling you, it has been a game changer. I know that sounds really simple and a lot of people do that already, but I don't think I've ever put my phone on do not disturb unless I was at maybe a dentist appointment. So I've been doing that each day. Um, I have it set from nine to five. So exactly when I'm working and I only check my phone two or three times during the day, usually when I take a break or something like that. If anything's urgent, I'll be able to check my messages, but it has really helped me increase my productivity in just, I think I've been practicing this for about two weeks now, which is not a lot, but hey, you have to start somewhere. So that's one thing I recommend if you're struggling with you know, you have a deadline, you're working on a project, or you're just trying to get something done around the house, put the phone away. Just put it away, out of sight, out of mind. It's going to be hard because I kept, you know, I'm used to having it and always looking at it. So this has been something that really is helping me. And I'm going to continue doing this. Another thing is when you go out to dinner, I always like to look at people in restaurants. And especially when I have my kids, they'll both be like this. They're on their phones. I'm trying to have conversations with them. and They're not listening. And I find myself doing that too because I'm always taking pictures of the food that I'm eating. So this is my new rule. When I go to a restaurant, I'll snap my photos. I wait until after I leave to do my stories and any other things I want to post. This way, once I get my pictures done, I can sit down. I can actually talk to the server who's or the manager or anyone else that's coming to my table. Whoever I'm eating with, we actually have conversation. One of the things that I've been doing a lot lately is I go out to eat a lot. And over the last couple of months, I've been going out by myself. And one of the reasons is I find that when I go out to eat with someone who's a content creator, it's the same thing. Everyone's on their phones. And I think, well, I wanted to have lunch with you, not with your phone. And it really has helped me a lot. And I've preferred going to events and going out with people who are not into posting things on social media because they're not going to be on their phones. And it is just so important. I was out, out at a restaurant the other day and I was just looking around and every single table had somebody on their phone. And I thought, I wonder if these people ever struggle with some of the things that I do with being distracted. So that's my other rule is just keeping that phone put away. Now, one other thing I wanted to share with you guys is really, and, and again, these are very simple things, 
But if they were so simple, all of us would do them. And sometimes you just have to stop and make a list of what things you need to do in order to improve certain areas of your life. So the other thing is making a list of everything you need to do in a day. Again, something so simple, but a lot of us don't really utilize it. So I keep, it's a little bit old school, you know, because I, I like to write things down. That's just how I am. I've always been that way. A lot of people prefer to take notes in their phone or do things electronically. If I'm getting ready for my day, I make a list of every single thing I have to get done and I prioritize it, number one, by what is the most important, what does my boss need me to turn in today, and then I also like to add anything that I hate doing because I tend to push those things off and then what happens is it snowballs and it becomes more and more of an issue. For work right now, we have these reports that we have to put together that take a very long time. And I have always been a last minute person. I procrastinate everything. I've been this way my entire life. I always remember as a kid, my parents would always give me a hard time about it, especially my dad. But I would do that every time I had, remember when we used to have to make, I can't remember what they're called. It was like a 3D dimensional thing. I think it was, I forget what it was called. But we had to make things like that. And I used to always wait till the last minute. And I remember one time it was a Sunday night. I had to have this turned in the next day. And I just remember my mom ended up making it for me. And she was so mad at me because I waited until Sunday night at nine o'clock to tell her I had to make this thing for school. And she stayed up and did it for me. And she would always tell me, Tracy, you really need to stop procrastinating. And you would think, that I would have learned, but I never, I just, I didn't. And I still catch myself to this day procrastinating on a lot of things. So when you start to take things that you hate doing and do them first, it is amazing how much you can get done in a day. So I like to spend the first three hours of my day tackling any projects that I just dread doing. I reward myself with lunch. So that's kind of how I, I've been doing it over the last month and it's really been beneficial to me. I'm getting so much more done and I'm finding myself being able to shut down my computer at five o'clock and not be going back on and working late because, oh, I spent an hour, you know, listening to something on TV or playing around on Instagram when I should have been doing things that were more important. So definitely make a list, get those things done. It really helps. Now, for a lot of people that I've been talking to lately, my friends struggle with this, and that is, again, staying healthy with the holiday season. If you don't have a plan, you're going to fail. It's very easy to get caught up in all of the holiday parties and all that kind of stuff. Now, I was at this event, you guys, and the amount of food that was around was just astronomical. I could have easily eaten cookies all day and all these things, but I made a plan. I said to myself, I'm going to go in here. I'm definitely going to try a few things, but I'm going to be mindful of what I'm doing. I'm not going to sit here and eat 15 chocolate chip cookies or chocolate bars because they're out. And it really is crazy. But once your mind just understands what you're doing and it becomes a habit, you don't even think twice about it. This has been a huge key to my success with my whole weight loss journey. I actually, I don't like to go by numbers on the scale but I just checked my weight the other day when I was working out at the gym and I am down another four or five pounds in the last month. 
And I think I've been eating a lot more than I normally have because I'm getting ready for a half marathon this weekend. So of course I've been upping my, my calorie intake and doing a lot more long distance running and training. And it's just, you know, it goes hand in hand. So I, really have to say that that has been the biggest secret to my success is having a plan. If I know that I'm going to a dinner, I have to plan ahead. I make sure that I'm up, you know, keeping up with my water intake for the day because water really does help. A lot of times you're not hungry, you're just thirsty. So water is definitely my best friend. I always have water next to me. I try to drink it all day. And then when I go to sit down and eat, I don't overdo it. I stop when I'm full, and this really allows me to be able to eat all of the things that I want to without feeling like, oh, I ruined my diet. I don't even use the word diet anymore. I just say it's my lifestyle, my way of eating. I, en I enjoy pasta, pizza, all those things. I have dessert when I want it, and it all works out for me because I stay on task with what I need to do for my health and wellness goals. I've been very disciplined, just like going to the gym. You guys, it's been a year and, I don't know, three months. I have not worked out less than five days a week in the last year and a half, which I have to say I'm very proud of that. I have never in my life stuck to anything as consistently as I have with my working out. Not only do I love it, but I made a point to incorporate it into my life. And it's such a... It's such a big part of who I am now that I don't even think twice about it. In fact, I'll be upset if I can't go work out. There's been times where I have turned events down because I have a busy week and I don't, I don't want to miss a workout. So once again, it's all about discipline. Now, the other thing about, you know, being present and why it's important is, have you ever been, let's say you're out to eat with somebody and you're talking to them and they're on their phones the entire time and they're not listening. I started playing a little game with some of my friends because I know they're not listening to me. And I'll say something completely random and they don't even notice because they're so engaged in their phone, they're not listening to what I'm saying. And I'm sure I was like that and I'm really working on always being present. If I am spending time with somebody, I want to spend my time with them. I want to know what they have to say. I want to listen to them. I want to engage in conversation. And unfortunately, our cell phones kind of get in the way of that sometimes. So once you're present in every moment, you're going to feel like a completely different person. I have been loving this and I wish I would have done this like 20 years ago, but I don't know. I guess, like I say, better late than never with everything. But, you know, with the holiday season coming up and, you know, it's just something to really keep in mind. There'll be lots of, you know, holiday events and gatherings and things like that. You might be spending time with family. Holiday dinners are a big thing. I would give anything to be able to have a holiday dinner with my family. Unfortunately, it's not really possible for me because I'm the only one in Florida. All of my family is across the country. I'm never able to go visit them like I would like to for holidays. So typically it's just my children and I. But if you are blessed to be able to spend the holidays with family, make the most of it. You know, I would give anything to be able to go back and still have my mom around. And, you know, it's just one of those things. I think about all the times that my mom was visiting me and I wasn't present when she was there. And, you know, it does, it does sadden me a lot, but at the same time, I'm glad I'm really learning that now, you know. A lot of times if I'm talking to my dad on the phone, 
I'll have the TV on in the background and I'll start to get distracted. And the last couple of times I spoke to him, I, I have everything off and I really listen to what he's saying. And I've really gotten a lot out of our conversations instead of being on the phone with him for an hour because I keep getting distracted by other things, we'll be on the phone for 30 minutes and the conversation is just much more meaningful. And lastly, what I wanted to share about this is when you are really present in the moment, you are going to feel just a different kind of a way. I don't know how to explain it. It, it sounds so silly, but I've just noticed it. I feel like I'm just getting so much more out of my time and my time is just much better spent than it ever was. Anything that I'm trying to do, I just have to cut out those distractions. And it's been a huge, huge key to success that I've had lately. I recently started writing in on my website again, which is tracyforksaround.com. And I had it, I redid this website because my old one, you know, obviously it didn't make sense with losing my account and changing all of my information. I would sit there and try to write a post and I would never publish it because I would just sit there and write and write and get distracted. And then before you know it, a month has gone by since this event I was writing about. And what is the point of publishing something after the fact? So what I do now is if I have something very special that I know I want to write about, I do it the next day or that evening if it's not too late. So as soon as I went to Saver St. Pete, I was there for the whole weekend I was tired because I'll get into that in a second. I did something a little different this year, but I sat down on Monday, Monday evening, and I spent an hour and I wrote a complete experience of my, of the event and all of my images. And I was very proud of it. And I thought, you know, this is what, this is what it means to be present and to just do everything. I have always been someone who overextends myself and I would struggle with saying no. You, Tracy, can you do this? Can you do that? I'm doing all these things for the people, but at the end of the day, I'm not getting anything done for myself. And so learning how to say no has been another game changer in my life. I've turned down a lot of things in the past two weeks. Um, for example, I, I get a lot of invites to go to new restaurants and I love it. I appreciate it more than anything. It's very important to me, but I can't go to everything. If I went to everything, I wouldn't have time for my kids. Or I wouldn't have time for, you know, working out or those other things that are so important. So I really have to weigh the value of things and make sure, does this make sense? Am I wasting my time? Is it worth it to drive half an hour to a burrito place for a free burrito where I could be at home working on something that's a little more beneficial for my brand and what I'm trying to do. And I used to be afraid to say no. I would think if I say no to somebody, they're not going to ask me again. And it's actually been the complete opposite. I've actually reached out to certain companies that have invited me and I've said, you know what, that's not going to work with my schedule. Could I come another time? And nine times out of 10, they've told me yes. And it's been a lot easier for me to maintain that type of a schedule. And it's, I've been a lot happier. Now, real quick, I wanted to share another little fun thing about Saver St. Pete. Um, this event is such an incredible spectacle of vendors and food. I highly recommend, I mean, you guys need to go. Put it on your calendar for next year. They'll be back again in November of 2024. The event does sell out very quickly. So I would put a reminder in your calendar to start checking the websites. And as soon as those tickets go on sale, you want to make sure you get them. Now, I went to the event on Sunday as a guest, had a wonderful time. And then I volunteered 
to help out on Sunday. I wanted to help out and be a volunteer for a number of reasons. Number one, as I was writing my recap of the experience, I thought there is so much that goes on behind the scenes. These vendors work their asses off to come to this event. It's a lot of work. And I respect that very much because, you know, a lot of my background has been in working events and offsite catering, and I just know how hard it can be. And sometimes I just don't know if people realize how much work goes into things. And I never want to take anything for granted. And I appreciate people so much. So when I was working, you know, behind the scenes, it was so nice to just be a part of that and just to see the passion and the love that goes into something like that. I had such a wonderful time and it actually helped me out because I got to meet and really get to know so many other brands. It was fantastic. And of course, I got lots of extra goodies to take home because when you're breaking down after an event, the last thing you want to do is carry stuff back or have to ship more stuff. So I made out like a bandit. And I again, I want to say thank you to everyone who was at this event. You guys did phenomenal. And last but not least... Um, St. Regis Wines. When I had Tammy on my podcast a few weeks ago, and you should definitely listen to that episode. Um, I'll, I'll put another link up to it on my Instagram. She told me about St. Regis Wines and said, we're going we're gonna to have them send you some. Well, they did. They sent me a beautiful box of six bottles of wine. Now, one of the girls from, from the winery or the company, I should say, she wrote me a, just a really nice letter that came with the bottles. And she listened to several episodes of my podcast because she referenced different episodes. And she said, you know, when I first heard about you, I was intrigued by your story and how you stopped drinking. And she went and listened to a few episodes and she just said she just really wanted to meet me. And that really meant something to me. It really did. And when I, I actually met her the night before the event, they had a special VIP event. And I felt like, she just felt like family to me. We really connected. I met her and her father, incredible people. And she's definitely going to be on the podcast in the next, we're, we're going to figure it out. It might be after the holidays. But it was such a wonderful time. Their wines are fantastic. I also got to take home a bunch of wine after the event, and I'm telling you, their sparkling brute tastes just like the real thing. And champagne and sparkling wine was always my favorite, and this is perfect. I have been searching for a substitute that is non-alcoholic that I actually love drinking. A lot of non-alcoholic wines, those are a challenge. They don't always taste the same. Sometimes they're overly sweet because you basically are just drinking juice. I want to have them on this podcast because their way of producing wine is a little bit different. It's called de-alcoholized and it's very scientific. I, I want them to go ahead and explain all of that because I don't want to mess it up, but it's just a different way of producing wine and the flavor really is not compromised. And I brought a bottle of their non-alcoholic brute to a friend of mine and she was blown away. She was like, Tracy, I had no idea that was non-alcoholic. You could have given that to me at a restaurant and I never would have known. So I'm really trying to turn people on to this brand because so far they are number one for me. And I'm not just saying that because I met them. I truly mean it. I'm very passionate about the things that I share on social media and who I might have on my podcast. They just, they were just amazing. I can't, I can't stop thinking about them. They were such wonderful people. And again, this goes back 
to just making connections and those little things. You know, I miss the days when people would send out cards and letters. I think we've gotten away from that. And that is another thing that I started practicing this year. If I get invited to a restaurant, I send a thank you card to whoever invited me because it's just, it's different for me. And it just shows, you know, it's anyone can send a text or an email. But I think when you take the time to send a card or a letter like she did, it just makes it all the more special. So anyways, if you guys would like to read up on my adventure at Saver St. Pete, you can head to my my website, which is tracyforksaround.com. I hope to be doing a couple of giveaways coming up with some of the companies that I met. And we'll definitely be having some people from St. Regis Wines on my podcast. I'm not sure who yet, but we are definitely going to have that in the works. I'll also put some links up to where you can buy some of their products because I'm telling you with the holidays coming around, it's very nice to have some non-alcoholic options on hand for anyone who might not be drinking at the time or for designated drivers. This way they can feel like they're still part of it and still enjoy themselves and everyone is safe. Well, I hope you guys have a wonderful weekend. I can't wait to chat with you again next week. And if you have a moment, I would love for you to rate and subscribe to this podcast. And also head over to my YouTube channel, which is Forking Around Town. You can also view this episode. You can also comment and subscribe as well. I would really appreciate it. Have a wonderful weekend. And don't forget, all new episodes come out every Friday on RadioInfluence.com. Have a wonderful weekend.